Welcome back, high school hockey fans. It's another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. Mike Hammett here, along with Bill Berg, Bill Berg Jr., and also Del Scanlon, as uh, we talk a little bit about the high school season for the boys and the girls. And uh, as we always do, we have our games of the week on the boys and the girls side. Del, you had the chance to get out and see uh, uh, the Medford girls taking on Arrowhead this past weekend. Yeah, um, actually, it was the second night in a row I got to see Arrowhead play. I'd seen them the night before play Wisconsin Valley Union, but with Medford at Arrowhead was our game of the week. And it was also senior night down at uh, the Mullet. And so uh, early in the first period, Medford ended up uh, scoring fairly quickly. Uh, and then got a couple penalties were called in the period. And Medford found themselves trailing two to nothing at the end of the first period. Uh, Alexa Jarvis and Rowan Smith helped out on a goal by Bella Hamill, which was a nice play in front of the net. net. Uh, the second period, while there was only one goal scored in the second period, uh, the biggest thing about that period was uh, Arrowhead picked up two five-minute majors in the period. And um, at one point, both players were in the box at the same time. And the second one included a game uh, disqualification. Uh, but coming out of the period, Arrowhead had a three-to-nothing lead. And uh, we went to the third. Third period, while it, there were still a few penalties called in the third, uh, Arrowheads ended up scoring two more goals to end up winning the game five to nothing. Uh, it, it was just a game that Arrowhead had the depth on the bench, um, the skill to move the puck around, and kept the pressure down on the Medford's goaltender. Uh, looking over at the Medford bench they had six substitutes on the bench uh for the game so basically almost two lines i didn't really keep an eye on to see all six of them coming in and out but you figure going that game they pretty much ha had to keep running it that way but uh that was arrowhead's second game in two days and then on saturday they ma made a trip on to viroqua for three games in three days and uh, which I guess gets you ready for uh, playoff time. And with that, I'm going to toss it on over to Burglar for the boys game of the week. Or I guess it's going to junior. Hey, before yes. we go to junior, <clears throat> mm -hmm. I got a question for you guys. Um, Del, you mentioned uh, disqualification. Is there a rule in the WIAA that you can have only a certain amount of disqualifications? There was at one time. There still is. I'm uh, pretty sure you're still only allowed three before your team is no longer tournament eligible. And because okay. wasn't that a few years back when, and the first year it came into play that uh, Oregon high school got disqualified from being able to be in the. Playoffs. Well, that wasn't the first year the rule was in place. That was the first year that the, the checking from behind rules changed. Yes. Okay. The disqualification rule has been there for quite some time. Uh, since uh, I believe a brouhaha 
<clears throat> up north somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and the two major penalties in this one, the first one was a five-minute major for head contact, and the second one, um, which included the game disqualification, was a uh, called a checking from behind penalty in which, uh, you know, I, the ref's angle is, is probably better than mine mine because he's right down there on the ice being able to see the play uh it was a hand to the back and i thought it, I, I when i first saw it i thought that it was going to be a boarding call uh which you know still could end up with the game de uh, disqualification but they called it a checking from behind and while we're on that subject uh burglar maybe you got the uh, answer to this for me what is the difference between a body checking penalty and a checking penalty The, the 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 dude that's not that's that's a that's not a real question it's just the way the ref phrased it to the to the booth okay because i i do know that when we fill out the score sheets um you got a choice between body checking or checking yeah they're the they're they're analogous they're the same thing okay just was kind of curious about the rule about uh disqualifications i'm pretty sure that that's still in place three for okay the season and you're out of the playoffs okay junior somerset and new richmond yes somerset uh in new richmond met under the lights at the shields ice arena at uh, the united heroes league in uh hastings minnesota uh, new richmond was fresh off their surprising loss to river falls uh where they ran into daniel lynn uh uh, hot goaltender who to shut them down that night. So they were looking for a little revenge and it looks like they got it on Friday against Somerset. Um, I watched that game. Uh, I couldn't make the trip over to Minnesota, but I watched it on the Justin live stream who does all the new Richmond games and um, very cool atmosphere. The fans were all up against the boards because there were no really, there were no seats to speak of uh, at that outdoor arena, uh, but it was a, a very cool atmosphere Unfortunately for Somerset, there was a little too, bit too much New Richmond in this one. Uh, first period, New Richmond outshot them 16-8. And Bjorn Bonneman and Canton Langness uh, each scored goals for New Richmond to take a 2-0 lead after the one. Second period, more of the same, 15-8 in favor of New Richmond with the shots. Uh, Somerset got a shorthanded goal uh, just a minute 52 into the period. Uh, Micaiah Schuld, Schuld. Uh, but then New Richmond answered back with three more. Matthew Unger, Zalen Sweet, and Stephen Chapman um, picked up goals. Chapman's was in the, the final minute of the second period, and those final minute goals are always killers. And then in the third period, uh, Bonneman, Unger, and uh, Kenton Langness again. Three more goals for New Richmond. Again, the shots were 13-7. to seven, um, And uh, Micaiah picked up another one for Somerset to make it 8-2. to two. Uh, but in this one, uh, playing outdoors under the lights, it was just a little too much New Richmond for Somerset. Uh, New Richmond took the eight to two win, out shooting Somerset forty four to twenty three. Yikes! I think they were fired up after that loss to River Falls. Um, they outshot River Falls fifty to twenty eight and lost three to two. Well, something to be said about a high goalie. 
Well, and, you know, Burglar was talking about the, the freshman goalie for Wausau West a couple of weeks ago, uh, Scalpucci, uh, who is a TW U15 goalie, and Daniel Lynn for River Falls uh, is the other one for that TW team. I believe, MJ, you were at Notre Dame in Verona. Yeah, bringing that game up here. Um was actually a pretty good game. Uh, we just got the write-up and a few pictures up uh, today. Um, it was uh, quite the game. Uh, both teams had chance on a power play in the first period, and neither team scored. But in the second period, Notre Dame came out, and about halfway through the period, they scored on the power play. Nathan, Ant is it Andy? He... Uh, he scored on the power play. Then Verona comes back late in the period because um, Notre Dame got in a little bit of penalty trouble. They got a two two minute penalties at the same time, and Verona made quick work of that with Trey Grignan scoring on the power play, the five on three. I mean, it was like three four seconds into the power play, and they are they already scored. So it was one to one after two in third period. The goaltender for, for uh, Verona, Blake Craven, was phenomenal. I thought he was going to carry this game into overtime. But with about 34 seconds left in the game, in the regulation, Nathan Andy again. Scores to make it two to one. Rona calls timeout and uh, not really able to get much of a chance to get the game tied. But it was a, it was a pretty entertaining game. I mean, it was the, the two teams that were uh, playing in the state championship game this past spring, and uh, it was a very entertaining game. So I'm looking here, Blake Craven. Stopped 33 of 35 in that game. And Leighton Jeske stopped 18 of 19. So Notre Dame about outshot him two to one, but still Blake Craven was phenomenal. Gave Verona a chance. And, uh, but they come up a little bit short. Verona falls to Notre Dame Academy two to one. Um, what I had found out, I was texting back and forth with the Notre Dame coaches. Their younger players have been playing a lot, and obviously they're learning faster than what you would probably want to learn for you know younger kids coming into high school hockey. But um, you can see where the, there is some talent there, and uh, Notre Dame was able to really. I would. I'll tell you what, guys. I was really impressed with Notre Dame's defense. Man, they just don't give you much, or at least they didn't that night. But I, I was really impressed with their defense. I thought they played a, played a very good, sound defense, and I don't know. I thought they looked pretty sharp. Yeah, I meant to. Add, I, I last year we watched Notre Dame a couple times, and their defensemen were very aggressive at holding the blue line in their attacking zone. Um, in fact, 
Uh, when we saw him play against Bayport, Bayport knew that was going to happen. Bayport was always sending somebody streaking up the middle and trying to bounce the puck high off the glass to get it over the Notre Dame defenseman and to that guy streaking down the middle. Um, it, it, do they still do that? I mean, they have a new coach from last year, uh, different coach this year, but do they still are they still that aggressive at holding the, the offensive blue line? Yeah, I, I, I thought so. Um, obviously the names have changed back there on the blue line, but you know, they were, they were just steady that on Saturday night. I mean, they, they worked their way of playing defense pretty doggone good. And, you know, even when they did have a breakdown or two, I mean, their goaltender was, was, uh, more than up to the challenge, but yeah, I, I think I can remember seeing some of that. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that Notre Dame, they, you know, they could go get back to the state tournament. They're going to have to get past Bayport, but you know, Notre Dame is, I thought looked pretty good on Saturday night. Now, Junior, you, you watched the, uh, Bayport Notre Dame game last week, correct? And yes, that, that I mean I mean that was a two to one game. Uh and but if I remember correctly, did Notre Dame outshoot Bayport in that game? Yes, by quite a bit. And one of Bayport's goals was what Burglar just mentioned, where they dumped the puck out high off the glass and picked it up in the neutral zone. All right, so do you do you wanna do you wanna say it now or do you wanna Save it for you know sectional previews. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you're gonna save it. We'll save it. Everybody okay. else knows what we're talking about too. <laughs> we'll save it. Um, let's see. I had an, I had another thought on it, but um, obviously I can't remember it at this point. Showing my age again. So let's just go ahead and move right along. Um, we got our best Western Premier Park Hotel Players of the Week, and Burglar, you've uh, you've got this down. You got a couple of a uh, couple of deserving players. Thanks, MJ. Yes, the best Western Premier Park Hotel Players of the Week. Uh, best Western Premier Park Hotel right there in downtown Madison, uh, stones throw from the Capitol. Uh, the official headquarters, uh, the state tournament headquarters of Wisconsin Prep Hockey. Uh, you heard this kid, player, goaltender mentioned earlier. Um, we actually, <laughs> apparently, uh, they were so impressed with with his performance that we actually got three separate uh, nominations for uh, Daniel Lynn the aforementioned goaltender for River Falls, who stopped 48 of 50 shots in River Falls, 3-2 to win over New Richmond. And one of those uh, nominations made reference to the fact that uh, River Falls hadn't beaten uh, the first time since 2009 that River Falls has beaten New Richmond. And they play twice a year in that conference so um yeah it's a lot of games in a row that new richmond won so daniel lynn 
goaltender for River Falls, our Premier Park Boys Player of the Week. And sticking with the goaltender theme, uh, we have Katarina Donna, goaltender from Hudson. She played three games last week, did not allow a goal. Uh, 30 saves in a scoreless tie with Chippewa Falls Menominee. That one was like 60-some minutes of, of shutout hockey uh, with the two overtimes in there. Uh, 19 saves in a 3-1 to -one win over University School and 27 saves in a 2 to nothing win over Hayward. So add that up and you've got uh, a bunch of saves and no goals allowed for Katarina Donna, uh, goaltender for Hudson. Um, you guys mentioned that Daniel Lynn was a U15 goalie for Team Wisconsin. Katarina Donna is one of uh, Kendall Sunby and Autumn Cooper's teammates on the 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 the, the U nineteen girls team, Wisconsin. So, uh, congratulations to both goaltenders, outstanding weeks, uh, and that should take us to top sixes. Yeah, I just wanted to mention Kat Donna has only had. Uh, one game this season where her save percentage was below 90. And uh, she faced 47 shots in that game. Um, so, you know, she's very busy and she's very good. Um, her save percentage on the season is 948, and that's just absurd. But moving on to the top sixes, uh, despite their loss to River Falls, um, New Richmond is still number one, although they are virtually tied with Oregon. Uh, at this point, only two points separate one and two. Um, and that's, you know, one flip. You know, one coach puts Oregon one point above New Richmond, and that moves them up one, or New Richmond down one, and they're tied. So there's really one vote separating them. Amory's still third. Springs is still fourth. River Falls moves up one to fifth, and Tomahawk drops one to sixth. Uh, also receiving multiple votes were Lakeland and Monona Grove. Made a change this week since we had a lot of voters this week, so only listing the teams that received multiple votes. On the girls' side, uh, Superior is still number one. Central Wisconsin is still two. Bay Area uh, moved up to third, and St. Croix Valley dropped down to fourth. Hayward and Hudson are still fifth and sixth. Also receiving multiple votes, University School, Rock County, the Warbirds, and Western Wisconsin, which is more girls' teams than we've had on the list in quite a while. And then in Division One, Chippewa Falls moves up to number one. Spash drops to number two after their loss to Eau Claire Memorial. Bayport, Eau Claire Memorial, and Edgewood are still three, four, five. And Notre Dame moves into the sixth spot. Uh, they were not ranked last week. Uh, also receiving multiple votes were Brookfield and Hudson. Hudson just won't go away. I did see that uh, Brookfield has now won back-to-back -back Classic Gate Conference titles. Yes, so, they have. Good good for them. It was more, I shouldn't say it was more impressive, but it was cooler last year when USM was still in the conference. <laughs> you know, Mason said to me this weekend when we were in the car heading up to the game, he says, Dad, why don't all the uh, teams that are independent schools why don't they all just go ahead and play 
you know, a, a tournament of all independent schools. It's like, well, they used to do that. Well, and superior in university school is quite a trek. Yeah. Like you could not get like geographically further apart. Yeah. That's for sure. Host the tournament in Marshfield. <laughs> Green heck. Green heck. Um, I figure Marshfield's got... the center of the state, so. What we got for upcoming games of the week? Um, I keep Dell busy this week. Tuesday, Hudson is at St. Croix. The Fusion. And then our boys game on Saturday is Brookfield at Middleton. It's the Super Noah game. I'm kind of drawing a blank on that one. Uh, well, you should you should read our website. Yeah, Supernova game to benefit uh, the leukemia leukemia and lymphoma society. Okay. You know uh, we have in honor of named in honor of Noah Spanger, a young boy from the Middleton hockey community that was battling uh, leukemia or lymphoma. You know we. We have a lot of uh, uh, games where, you know, they have a cause. I think a, a lot more than what we used to have where there's a, they're doing something for a benefit or, you know, uh, like the, we've, we've had, uh, oh, I do, what it just slips me now, but it just seems that we're doing a lot more of those. It's good to see. That uh, you know we're not just playing hockey and you know and so on, but also uh, you know well, you, putting a cause out I mean, there that the the Brookfield and Waukesha game from December twenty third. Uh, they just posted that uh, that game drew eleven thousand dollars for the foundation they were playing for. That's a high school hockey game. That's crazy. Yeah, I remember watching that game. It was packed. Oh, you've got, I mean, the Rock County Fury has played two games this year, uh, one against USM and then one where they traveled to uh, play Cap City Cougars, and both were mental health awareness games. Uh, St. Croix Valley had done a game similar to that, uh, and I can't exactly remember what theirs was for. Um, but Coach Cranston had talked to me about that a little bit. Uh, and I, I think, you know, one, you know, hockey families, you know, have are used to seeing uh, games where they've done benefits to try to help other families. And these kids have, and coaches have all seen that. And, I, you know, so now they're kind of looking at the different things, the cancer awareness games you see and things that they can help draw the awareness to to them. And there may have been more of those games going on, but the word wasn't getting out about them. And I think that with us reaching out to the teams saying, let us know when you have these type of games, because we'd like to promote them. I, I think that helps too. Well, yeah. And we've, I mean, we, we've been getting them and, and we, we put them all, we put the story on the front page. It goes out on all of our social media um, you know, we can't always make it the game of the week because we have like multiple 
games going on on Saturday. Uh, the one Dell's going to cover the Supernova, Supernova game. And also uh, Bayport is going to New Richmond for a, uh, a, a take action, honor, Katie uh, benefit game. Um, Katie Lysing was a sheriff's officer in the St. in St. Craig County who was killed in the line of duty. And there's, they're, they're doing a, a, a fundraiser for, um, for that, for the, the take action honor Katie committee. And that, you know, we, we are more than happy to, uh, you know, publicize that, post that, advertise it, whatever you want to call it, get the word out um, on the, on the website and through our social media accounts. Um, when, when possible, you know, we will make it a game of the week and we'll try to cover it, you know, more coverage in person stuff. But uh, let's say there's multiple games going on on Saturday. Only one of them can be the game of the week. So um, Dell's doing the one down in Middleton, but yeah, we're more than happy to uh, publicize any, you know, special events that you've got going on for your games. If you have special themes, uh, fundraising thing, just you know, send us all the details and, and we'll, we'll put it, we'll get it out there. I know uh, on Thursday down in my neck of the woods here, Janesville and Beloit hook up in their uh, big eight game here in Janesville and they're having a, uh, night uh cancer awareness and uh for the rock county coalition for cancer they're gonna be trying to raise funds for that so i know they've done it a couple times and it's always a successful night but um yeah i i agree if you get the word to us and you know we'll be more than happy to put it out there for everybody and then our other game of the week the hudson at st croix valley that ought to be interesting. Hudson's coming in, riding a, you know, three three shutout games with Katarina, Donna, and Net, uh, a zero zero tie against the Sabers, which was a, a a conference game. You know, sixty seven minutes, nobody could find the back of the net, and then two more games after that where they had the shutout. Whereas Saint Croix on the other side of this, you know, going on, they have lost their last two games in overtime a three to two loss to western wisconsin stars and a two to one loss to usm so you got you know we're, we're winding down on the regular season here i think we got next week pretty much wraps up the regular season and then we're looking at going into regionals and everything and this is the time these teams are trying to get their everything on track to make sure that they're ready for that you know because you don't want to be going into um playoff time of the season trying to get things on track well plus you want to get the best seating position you can try to get a, a home game or two in there yeah the uh seating meeting should be coming up here pretty soon and uh you're right bill about uh trying to get a home game or two and it's funny how when they sit down and they go and do this process i mean how Things are all broke down, and you know it's it comes down to sometimes just splitting hairs about things. It makes a difference between a home game and going on the road. But yeah, anyway, it's unfortunate we don't have our uh, our two different um, uh, computer ranking 
profiles that we used to have. Um, Cause some of the coaches, you know, if they would, you know, if they're going to be arguing for a higher seed, you know, they would, they would go in there with all the, with, with those computer rankings to show that, you know, we've, we've beat, you know, we've played a tougher schedule. We've played tougher competition, you know, uh, they would use whatever, well, they use whatever they have available to them, the coaches to, to try to get the best position they can. Well, the thing is also, Bill, there's no hiding around uh, playing a tougher schedule. I mean, coaches know, you know, which teams have got what, and they can look at a schedule and say, hey, these guys play a pretty tough schedule, you know, maybe a little bit more tougher than ours. And But we're going to find all that out here pretty soon because uh, that stuff is coming up faster than we thought it would. So, anyways, guys, uh, any extra thoughts on anything tonight? Got any final thoughts? Well, uh, before we actually went on the air, we were talking about uh, the Groundhog Tournament and the Badger Conference Tournament, and somehow we haven't seen the brackets for those two tournaments yet. Uh, for the Badgerland Conference or the Groundhog Tournament, and th they would be greatly appreciated at this point in time. Hey, speaking of the Groundhog Tournament, did you did you guys see that uh, PETA is trying to get involved with uh, Jimmy the Groundhog? No. Yeah. It's a fact. It was on the news the other night. Yeah, well, actually, when I was searching for the seeing if I could find the Groundhog Tournament bracket, I saw there was a couple videos up about about that and, and everything. Um, I don't want to go down that trail. No, I, <laughs> I I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. I just just uh, throwing that out there, but uh, we don't have to discuss that. Well, well, we know that. I have a hard time staying politically correct all the time, so we yeah. shouldn't go down that way. But yet, uh, you know, remember a couple of years ago when they picked up Jimmy and Jimmy is supposed to be whispering in the guy's ear and he tried to pierce it? Fun times. All right. Uh, anything else, guys? Del, did you want to say anything about the uh... – Hobie Baker Award? Like, well, how, how, I, how few nominations they've gotten already? Uh, actually, I sent an email out to the uh, girls coaches today. Um, out of 27 girls teams, we had seven nominations that had been turned in as of last Friday. And if I remember the numbers correctly, uh, out of the 85 boys teams, 17 nominations had been sent in. Uh, wow. And, and actually, next a week from tomorrow, all those nominations are due. Now, as a serial procrastinator, I sort of understand that. <laughs> I will I will say that uh Jim Hayes did say this was the week that most of the votes end up usually coming in um, when he sent me that email on Friday. So hopefully uh, later in the week when we hear something from him, we hear that we are at least up into the 90 percentile for people 
having voted or nominated one of their seniors. Um, I really, really, really would love to see that hit a hundred percent. I, I, unless you do not have a senior on your team, I find it hard to believe you do not have at least one senior that is worthy of being nominated for that award. Yeah, you would figure out in 2017, you would have more than seven. So, yeah, like you said, Junior, about procrastinating, I'm sure more of them will be coming in soon. So, uh, guys, we're looking at, let me close up shop here. We're looking at what, about two weeks of the regular season left? That sound about right? Sounds about mm -hmm. right to me. I think I the 11th is the end. I got an update for you. We talked last week about uh, uh, Jackson Marthaler playing, or from Superior playing on the U.S. Uh, US Team USA that's playing in the Winter Youth Olympic Games in South Korea. Uh, they've, they've split their first two games. Um, well, both games went to shootouts. They won the shootout uh, for a five to four win over Slovakia and then lost the shootout, uh, the five to six loss to Chechia. Uh, put them together in their Czechoslovakia, but they've split up apparently now. Um, anyway, uh, they'll be taking on Canada in the semifinals. They, they ended up second in their, their bracket then. They'll be taking on Canada in the semifinals uh, either, well, de de tomorrow, which may be today, because uh, it's tomorrow over there. I don't know. Um, but uh, Mar Marthaler does have, uh, did have an, an assist in each of the, the two games. So, All right. He's playing. Hey, Go ahead, Dell. Uh, in answer to your question, the regional semifinals are two weeks from tomorrow. Please. It's coming fast. Now, this tournament that this young man's playing in over in South Korea, is this the same one that Ty Emerson was part of? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, guys, anything else? No, sir. Okay, I'll take that as a no then. Any uh any vote to a, make a motion to adjourn? <laughs> so moved. Second it. All right. For the fans out there, we'll be back next week. Getting another week closer to playoff time. For the fellas, I'm Mike Hammett. See you next week on this week in Wisconsin prep hockey.